Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. Today is the 5th of February, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and we are eight days away from pitchers and catchers reporting, Tim. Wow. I'm, yeah, right now, I think as of today, I'm 10 or 11 days away from drafting my first uh, industry draft of the year. Labor's coming up on the 21st. That's awesome. And then when Mm -hmm. is tout? Uh, I believe it's the first week of March, first or second week of March. It's the beginning of March. So, okay, good, good. So, how many yeah. leagues do you think you'll be in this year? Ah, uh, less than ten, including yep. dynasty leagues. Including dynasty leagues, of which I got partners in all three. Yeah, it's the numbers are coming down. There's, there's three or four that I'm just not partaking in this year. I'm, I'm, I've got to cut it down. It's just too much, and I'm not giving. I'm not giving 100% to all of them. So what's the point of the, you know, I mean, what's the point of the, the exercise if I can't give 100%, correct? I remember in the early days we had, in our Dynasty Leagues, Tim, we had a lot of industry guys in them, and mm-hmm. they just didn't play them out. Yeah. Uh, and I got, I'm, I'm assuming they got busy, and they were tough mm-hmm. having them in there. You want it you know, to have, like, some other people besides us in those leagues, but they just didn't play them out, and eventually they just dropped out, and I totally get it. You guys, you know, have tons of leagues, and it seems like it's a good thing, and then mm-hmm. it's tough to focus on them. Well, yeah, and a lot of the a lot of the industry guys, uh, not that I'm, hey, not that I'm sticking up for them, but a lot of the industry guys, once football starts firing up, they've got huge commitments to football. That's true. And yeah. that has a tendency to drive them away somewhat from baseball, but again, I've just found that I've been overcommitting the past couple of years yeah. and not being able to to do uh, justice to the project. So time to time to slim it down a little bit. Speaking of industry, I I don't know if you're following. I I think uh, Lenny is no Lenny Melnick is no longer on uh, on Sirius doing the thing. I don't know if that's they've cut back on baseball so much. I felt bad. He seems like this is something yeah. really important to him. So I know mm-hmm. he's got a podcast out. So yeah. 
I, I've never yeah, listened does. to it, but I, I think, hey, he's he's a good dude. So go out and listen yep. to Lenny's podcast. <laughs> so just type in Lenny Melnick in, uh, yeah. in Apple, and you'll be I, able to find He's a good guy. So I felt bad for him following him on Facebook. He seemed really distraught about the whole serious thing. Well, I, I think it's just the fact that Sirius isn't doing baseball. I know. They, they the, they're not. And they're that's not. just, <laughs> yes. And that's, that's just, that's just the way it is. And, uh, you know, I, I think if you want baseball, the only thing that I can think of is the rotowire stuff. And that's because I think rotowire has a huge block of time and they make a commitment to baseball. Yeah. They're all, you know, all their podcasts, but there's not much baseball related stuff, uh, out on Sirius anymore. And I, I have to tell Lenny and everybody, I mean, uh, Jay Capra, one of our listeners, uh, posted out that he's got a podcast going. Podcasting is yeah. where it is. I mean, it's easy yeah. to do. You, If you're any yeah. good, you can get a following. Lenny's really good. He can get a following. I've never listened to Jay. Hopefully he's good. Yeah. He can get a following. And, uh-huh. you know, that's how you get your voice out. And, like, broadcast media it's not where it is. It's in podcasting, video podcasting on YouTube if you want to do it that way. So I encourage everybody yeah. to, you know, if you've got a voice, you've got something interesting to say, go out and make do it your own because it, it, the startup yeah. costs are almost zero. Well, and the other thing is have patience. It takes time to build a following. It, it <laughs> Twelve really years, does. Tim. <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes time if you're expecting – uh, to be standing on a stage somewhere accepting an award in year one, good luck to you. It's uh, it, it it's it's a tough gig, but it's a fun gig, and if, as long as you have patience, it'll be there for you, and you deliver yeah. a good product. So hey, go for it, have fun with it. And I tell you, Timmy, I, I we have both a website and a podcast, and the financials around putting stuff out on a site versus uh the podcast the, the, it's it's they're two different extremes you you cannot make any money on the web you just cannot i mean you've got to have millions and millions of people reading your stuff with a yeah, podcast you can have yeah. you know you can make a little bit of money with uh you know a few thousand uh subscribers and it's you know yeah. you can do okay but Boy, and, and I tell you, the amount of effort, Timmy, to write stuff versus talk about stuff is a lot more work. So You, you certainly do not have to explain that to me <laughs> as I as I rank rank and file by position. Yeah, it's, it's a very laborious uh, process. It really is. Yeah, so we'll make $10 off of talking about third base, and we'll make about $0.25 cents off, of, off of the stuff that you put on the site. It's, it is that different. Well, it looks like I picked the wrong day to ask for a raise. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I guess my point uh, is, there's a you know, it's it's you know, it's it's fun if you're not afraid to talk and can put words together. It's mm-hmm. an easy media to get into, and I encourage yeah. people if they feel like they want to do it. Now, it, it's like we were talking about with the number of leagues. It's easy to do the first couple. It's then getting into a pattern of doing podcasts, and it becomes a job, Timmy. you got to put one out every week or every couple of days, and month after month, year after year, it gets to be a grind. So that's part of the, the challenge, I think, of doing any of this kind of stuff. Well, you have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. If you're not consistent, especially right out of the gate, you're doomed because people will look for your stuff if they like it and if they don't find it they'll go elsewhere oh my gosh there's no, 
no shortage of options. Right? If we don't put out a podcast by Monday at eight o'clock in the morning, I, I, I mean, my Twitter feed is full. Where's your podcast? You know, it's like, oops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know it's very, very important that you deliver consistent product. And you know, it, it, for us, it seems to have worked out very well because the off season we deal with all your prospects and prospect lists, and you know, free agency rolls its way in. In season, we've got the waiver wire to talk about this. We we found, a, I believe, a very very nice little niche, and the way we roll year to year to year, it's basically the same, isn't it? More or less, uh, it is. And and you know, it's interesting. You know, it's consistent and. I th- I think because people love to listen to content uh, while they're working, whether they're a postman working in a factory or working in an office, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I mean, people are looking to listen to stuff and having baseball content, you know, around, uh, you know, throughout the year, I think is a good thing because then you stay yep. wired into it and you, know, you listen to maybe a political podcast, a baseball podcast, throw on a football podcast, go to a comedy podcast. There's all kinds of stuff to listen to. And I think right. it makes it fun throughout the year. Well, every time that you take and shut your podcast down, whether it's a month, two months, three months, there's a chance that person's not going to come back to it. That is correct, because they might find something they like better. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like the, you know, in retail. Okay, you've got yourself a customer and a loyal customer. Uh, they show up all the time and life is good. You piss that customer off and they leave. Try getting them back. It's not quite as easy. Oh, it is. Uh, you know, Timmy, uh, we did the same thing when I worked as well. Retaining a customer is so much easier yep. than getting a new customer. Or getting an old one back. That's right. Or getting an old one back. Yeah. Keep yeah, the yeah, keep the people happy, Tim, because that's mm-hmm. I mean, that's where your bread is butter. You know, trying to like well, lose one and then go get another one, that's hard work. Let's say for uh, somebody yeah. to come listen to us, I mean, mm-hmm. they've got to sit there, they gotta like our rapport, they gotta like our information, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and put my up wonderful with, sense of humor. Yeah, you're wonderful. <laughs> our poor ability to pronounce I think somebody wrote yeah. particularly guys with O at their as their last <laughs> vowel in their name, you know, so it's uh you know, it's something that people have to get used to. So speaking of getting yeah, used to, no, Timmy. Like I said, yeah, I, I yeah. People get yes. used to we. Uh, you are. Uh, let's talk about drafts. You are in the mock draft, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in a twelve-team dynasty startup. The one where you absolutely hated my second pick in Corbin Carroll. That one. <laughs> I did not know that was a dynasty league startup. I thought it was a uh, traditional draft. Uh, no, it's dynasty startup. Oh, then I, I I take that back. You didn't tell us that. Okay. Oh, okay. Did I miss that small, very you missed that irrelevant small, piece of information? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that's why I was, uh, in, I couldn't believe you took him that. It's, it's, that was a, an important piece. So, actually, you might have gone a little later than uh, than you might. So, so how far how far deep into it are you? Uh, we're just at the beginning of round 19. Oh, uh, and this is, mock, this is a mock draft. Yes, it's a mock draft. So you picked uh, in the eighth spot? Uh, let me see here. Two, four, six. Yeah, it's number eight. That's me. So tell us tell us who you picked. Okay, well I right off the right off the hop. Actually, I, actually before you do that, yes. can you tell me the first five picks in a dynasty league startup? Who were the first five picks? 
First five picks, Julio Rodriguez at one. I understand that. Yep. Ronald, Ronald Acuna at two. Okay. Juan Soto at three. Hmm, interesting. Jordan Alvarez at four. Hmm. Fernando Tatis Jr. at five. Yep. So you took young kids, all all of those guys. Yeah. Julio Rodriguez, I guess, is a star now. All those guys, a superstar. So that's, yeah, yeah. the way to go. Well, yeah, and, the, you know, the the next four picks were Kyle Tucker, Shoei Otani, Bobby Witt Jr., and Vlad Jr. And then you had the one after that where you went Corbin Carroll. Uh, that was my second-round pick. I took Corbin Carroll with the fifth pick in the second round. Yes. Oh, so who did you take as in the in the first round? Bobby, uh, Witt. Ju- Bobby Witt Jr., yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, that's a great first yeah. two pick for a dynasty league startup, Timmy. As opposed yeah. to playing this thing out this year. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, and then I moved on to Francisco Lindor. When did the first pitcher go off the board? If I can ask. The first pitcher went off the board at two ten, and it was Corbin Burns, followed up by round three. Garrett Cole, and then there was a mess of pitchers that went off the board in the next two rounds. I decided to try something different. It's a mock, so I wanted to have some fun with it. Um, I ran ran off a string of... Oh, who did I pick? Uh, I didn't pick my first starting pitcher until round... Uh, let me just see here when it was. My first starting pitcher went off the board in round nine. Oh, wow. So tell us who your first eight picks were, then. That's really interesting. Yeah, okay. Uh, one was Witt. Two was Carroll. Three was Lindor. Mm-hmm. Uh, four was Dalton Varsho. Okay. Uh, five was Marcus Semien. So that's your first older guy. He is th- yeah. over 30. Okay. Yeah, that's my first older guy. And then at pick six, seven, I went... Uh, Edwin Diaz and Devin Williams. Oh, so you went two closers. Interesting. Correct. I, I'm playing this thing as if I'm trying to win it this year. So okay. I want saves and I want what I believe to be good, solid, top-tier relievers. Mm-hmm. After that, at number nine, my first starting pitcher, Logan Gilbert. No surprises there. <laughs> Yeah, see, you're higher on Logan Gilbert than I am. I think he's a good pitcher. I think he's more with a ceiling of a number three. I don't see him being ever being a top-of-the-rotation guy, but that's just me, Tim. Yeah, yeah, and then I followed that up with Tristan McKenzie at 10. Getting Tristan McKenzie in the 10th round of a Dynasty League startup, I think that's solid, Timmy. Wow. Yeah, and then I went back. I think people, if, if, if he's waiting until... In the early hundreds, people are underestimating his uh, his long term upside. In my humble opinion, I think that's I think he's Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, I'm you know at ten five. I'm looking at uh, one twenty. Uh, pick one thirteen. Yeah, mm. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, again, if you're yeah. playing a dynasty league, I yeah. bet you Tristan mm. McKenzie is still incredibly relevant in ten years. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So. It could it could very well be, yeah. And then after McKenzie into round 11, uh, I took MJ Melinda's. Wow, another young kid. Good, good job. Like it. Yeah, and I moved him right away into my outfield. Interesting. Hopefully he will, st- uh, he will keep catcher eligibility long term. So yes, that's that's the plan. Round twelve prospects starting to really fly. So I took Kyle Harrison in round twelve. Okay. I wanted a solid young starting pitcher with upside that I could stash away. Uh, round thirteen, I went. Kyle with, Harrison. Uh, Kyle Harrison will in two years or three years will go ahead of Logan Gilbert in drafts. You want to take that steak and liquor yeah, liquor possible. bet? No, no, okay. not, no. Nope, 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 Okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> Round 13, I went with uh, Garcia in Houston. Okay, That's that, my third starting pitcher. Okay, Garcia, that would be Luis Garcia. Yes. So Garcia, there's like 100 Garcias in Major League Baseball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was having a brain cramp. Okay, okay. what can I say? Like, uh-oh, <laughs> but you, we qualified it down to Houston. That made it easier. Yes, uh, round fourteen, I took uh, Jake Cronenworth. Okay, and I'm and I'm going to use him at either middle or corner infield. Okay. Uh, I took. I think I skipped Reese Hoskins in round eight, but uh, in round fourteen, I took Cronenworth. Uh, round fifteen, I took, and it's one of the reasons I sent you an email. I was curious for your thoughts, Sarah, and it reinforced my. I took Sal Freilich in round uh-huh. fifteen. Yeah, I like South Relic. So, in round fifteen, round sixteen, we went uh, we went back, and I made my uh, relief core Diaz squared, taking Alexis. Alexis, in round yes, I like Alexis. Tell me your starting pitchers. I, I lost it after Logan Gilbert. Who else do you uh, have? Okay, round seventeen, I took Cody Senga, of course. Uh, my starting pitchers uh, are. Uh, uh, Luis Garcia, Logan Gilbert, Tristan McKenzie, and Cody Senga. Okay, yeah, you didn't mention Tristan McKenzie. Okay, it's yeah. a good young. It's a good young uh, uh, pitching. Yeah. Uh, I Two's, like that. Twos and threes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have yeah. to. I have to tell you, Timmy, and and look, I mean, I know I'll, I'll put the zero point zero on here if because I got Cody Senga late in my uh, dynasty league. You got him late right. in the, relatively late in the um, 
our 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 mock draft, which turned out we're playing that out. And you, what what round did you get him in this year? Round seventeen, pick eight. I mean, I, I think people are undervaluing Cody Singa. I look a yeah, guy round throws 17? a yeah. guy throws a hundred miles an hour with a splitter, and yeah. <laughs> he throws. A, that, I, let me repeat that, everybody. He throws a hundred miles an hour with a with a traditional Japanese mm. splitter. I, I, yeah, it's a good he, pitch. It's a it, white boat pitch. It's got a nickname. Okay, it's that good. <laughs> it, it, you know that is that, and the fact that the Mets had to pay a lot of money. He was well thought of coming out. A lot of other teams wanted him. There's significant value getting him as your number four starter, even though he hasn't pitched a game in the major leagues. I and this is a guy who is skeptical coming from the guy who is skeptical about every Japanese pitcher and player not named Shoei Otani. That was the only guy that I bought into. Yeah. I think people are missing the boat on him. I'm sorry. Well, like you said, he throws a fastball of upper nineties. He can hit triple digits, and he's got uh, the ghost forkball, as it's called. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a good, solid number th- number three pitcher. Yep. And I think you can get him at four or five at a four as a four or five right now. In the uh, in the first year when nobody's seen that fork ball, nobody's seen coming out of his hand a hundred miles an hour, ninety eight miles an hour, followed by a disappearing fork ball. Yeah. It's, it's going to take him two to three months for people just to like figure out what mm-hmm. the hell's going on, and with and with a a. Um, uh, what what is that? It's not a divided season where you're playing each team equally. It's a balanced schedule. A balanced so schedule. So Thank you. Not seeing you're not seeing the same pictures. I, I'm telling you, everybody, yeah. it's going to be harder. It's one thing, like that they were. I've been reading some publications where, like the Yankees don't play the Red Sox until May or something like that. You know, it's yeah, it's one of these things where you're only playing. You're not playing your division as many times as you have in the past, and it's going to be really hard for, in my opinion, for Major League Baseball hitters to figure out Cody Singa when they see him in May and they don't see him again until August. Yeah, and the same thing I think holds true for pitchers like Andrew Painter. Any of these young pitchers coming up, they're going to get an edge. Because of that scheduling change, I believe. I don't think Andrew Painter's ready. No, I just okay. don't. I I think yeah. he, he never throws a changeup, and that's I mean a forkball and a changeup yeah. or being used in the same capacity is right. that keeping that glove side hitter off balance, and I that's where I think Cody Singh has. I look. I want to see more out of Andrew Painter than than one season. So let let's see what he does when he gets to truly the upper levels of the minor leagues, okay. and, and they force him to throw that third pitch. We need to see if it's any right. good. So, yeah, in round eighteen, I don't know if you'll like this pick, but I went with Oscar Colas in Chicago. I like Oscar Colas. I think there's going to be twenty home run pop, and I think he's going to hit. I think there's a chance yeah. he's going to play this year. Yeah, and I'm looking at round 19. He's still he made my top up. 100, I think, right, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm looking at doing something maybe a little goofy in round 19, but Logan O'Hoppy's still out there. I don't think that's goofy at all. And what I'll do is I'll just move Dalton Varsho into my outfield. Well, if you're playing in a dynasty league, Timmy's going to be in the outfield starting next year anyway. Correct, yeah. Uh, I think Melendez will qualify, but having Ohapi, it wouldn't hurt. I can either stash him in my minors or uh, I can take and move him right into catcher if he gets off to a hot start and it gives me an extra outfielder to play, outfielder to play around with, right? I 
Logan Ohapi, I think, is going to be very good. It's just a high yeah. baseball IQ guy, yeah. and he's got a got a significant work ethic. This is a this is going to be a good player. Doesn't have superstar talent, but yeah. he's going to be a very very good player. So yeah, tell me something. Why are people down on Kyle Stowers? It just he doesn't seem to be getting any love or attention at all. And right now, it looks like he owns DH slot in Baltimore. I can't figure it out, Rich. Well, I first. So I know something about this situation. In fact, I brought yeah, it up to right. you because yeah, uh, one of the things that. that when I talk to people in the Baltimore Orioles organization, they're very comfortable with Kyle Stowers being either an outfield, full-time outfield, or a full-time DH, and they feel very mm. strongly about him. Now, is he a superstar? No. Uh, no is he I... even a full-time regular in a championship-level team? Probably not. But with the Orioles, who are still trying to find their way, and he gets 400 mm-hmm. at-bats, I think that's a pretty good player. Yeah. <laughs> and you know who else is still sitting there? Is Jared Kelnick still sitting there? Yeah. I mean, the, the, some of the reports coming out about him, now public reports, there was something written mm-hmm. on BA that uh, one of the, kind of the interview scouts, and mm-hmm. one of them said that he just doesn't know if he's ever going to hit. That was not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, which is why he's still there. But yeah, and, and apparently uh, his defense has gotten better. That was always the concern: is was he going to be right. very good defensively? Apparently, he's worked on that. But right. apparently, the scout saw him at the end of last year and was still worried about the swing. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, no, there's still some interesting players out there. Young kids. Pedro Leon is still there. Mason Wynn is still there. I like Mason so, Wynn a lot. Yeah, so they're both sitting there. Uh, if I can go another six, seven rounds, I'll take Tarek Skubal and stash him. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't know if it's a full Tommy John surgery. I don't think it is, but it's a, it's a second of a messing around with his elbow, which is disconcerting. Right. I have Tarek Skubal in, I think, every dynasty league, so I'm very disappointed in that. So Yeah. Yeah, Walker Bueller just got picked in round seventeen. He was in my queue. I just didn't want to make a move this early. I wanted to fill in, fill in some spots. Remember, Walker Bueller is going through his second Tommy John, so it's not mm-hmm. going to be a year recovery. It's going to be longer. So everybody, yeah. bear that in mind. So yeah, yeah. You know who else is still sitting there is Anthony Rendon. Understandably. Yeah. Totally understandably, Tim. But that's a good pitcher, you know, and it's uh, it's a guy that's been around a long time. He cannot stay healthy. I I, I think if he come, if he plays 120 games next season, I think he's or this coming season, I think he'll yeah. be just fine. I doubt that he's lost his ability to hit and hit with power. Uh-huh. It's just been a problem for him staying healthy. Yeah. No. I so I'm I'm having fun with it. I'm hoarding some catchers. I think I've got my bullpen is all sorted out, and I'll pick up another bullpen arm. Because I'm 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 playing this, and again there was no defined rules, but I'm playing this for this year, and I'm also looking at twice weekly twice weekly moves. So I'll have some high strikeout relief pitchers I can throw in there amongst my starters. Wait, 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 wait! So you're playing the league out? No, we're not playing the league out. But I, in my mind, I'm that is how I'm I'm going to be playing it out myself. If I was playing it now, I'm building my team. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, if, I, if I'm playing to win now and I'm invoking various strategies, I should be picking along that line, right? So, so I can d- defend my approach. So when you draft a dynasty league, uh, if, if this was going to be a 
let's play this real, you know, let's play it out, yeah. and you get 50-man rosters or whatever. Would you be playing for 2023? Would you be drafting for 2025? I would be playing for the current year. I probably would not take a starting pitcher until at least round five or six. And I'd be I'd be loading up on offense and cherry-picking uh, prospects like, you know, like Freilich and Harrison. And there's a couple of Zach Bean is still sitting there. There's, mm-hmm. you know, Naylor at catcher. There, there's, you know, Harrison, Texas. A lot of prospects have gone off the board, the top tier. But I'll, I'll take a Gavin Williams and put him away. Or, yeah. or BB. You know, so I think you can get enough prospects that you can build onto your core in the second year if you're starting it up this year. So why would you, why would you want to play for... T- Tomorrow, tomorrow might never come. I'm, I'm I'm big in dynasty formats. I want to be competitive right off the bat. If something happens and I have to rebuild on the fly quick, I'm going to have some players I can I can swap around that are going to allow me that opportunity. But just to sit back and wait, you got to have a lot of things break right. And we both know from our years of playing the game, it doesn't always work out that way, does it? Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, Timmy, that the the teams that I have drafted that I've tried mm-hmm. to win out of the gate have mm-hmm. not done very well. We just did uh, DL six and seven mm-hmm. uh, over the last. I think maybe this is the third year we're playing. Uh, it could be the fifth. I think it's the third year. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, I'm sorry, the fourth year. And I DL seven. I came in third or second the first year out, okay, and solid. and yeah, and it was a good team. Uh, and it took a real dip after that. The guys were a little older, and I had to remake that team, and uh-huh. I've been able to effectively do that. DL6, I drafted to be competitive this year, and I've got Bobby Wood Jr., I've got Gunnar Henderson, so it's set up to to compete this year, and I, I think I have a pretty good team. Uh-huh. And, and DL5, I also drafted years ago to try to win out of the gate. It didn't. I mm-hmm. had to rebuild that club. Now I think that team's mm-hmm. ready to win. Um, yeah. So I've not done all that well. And maybe it's just because I'm not very good at drafting mm-hmm. Dynasty League teams to win out of the gate. Yeah, there's definitely more than more than one way to play the game. I just, I just like firing it up for that first year. Because, what I again, one of the big things, if it doesn't work out, I know I've got enough top level players that I can move them for prospects and draft picks. Yeah. Yeah. The worst spot you can ever be in in a dynasty league is sixth. Oh, for sure. You don't want to be in that mid tier and being able to get, to get out of that mid tier. It either takes many years of draft picks or selling off players for draft picks and trading for younger players and, and rolling the dice. But once you get trapped into that five through nine spot, it looks good, but you could end up sitting there forever and ever and ever. I agree. It's interesting. In our DL4, which has been around for years, I've won that league mm-hmm. several times. I won it last year. That was a, the the trade I made for Jordan Alvarez to bring in Luis Castile and Joe mm-hmm. Musgrove, and that put me over the top. But good I take a you. look at that team now, Timmy, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I should tell you my outfield. I mean, it does have Aaron uh, Judge in it, but... I've got guys like Akil Badu and it's and Michael Brantley's of the world. Like it's it's an old team, and I'm like maybe I've got another year at 
tops too and my minor league is completely gutted cuz i just went for it and yeah. it it's fun but i'm i'm looking at probably a sizable rebuild probably starting next year or in 2025 yeah. You know, I'm just looking at that postcard that Lori sent me, that thank you card, and I happen to notice in the bottom left-hand corner, I, I see a flagpole and a flag waving on it. Oh, that yeah, that is <laughs> the, the flag for DL4. <laughs> yes, it, the one that flies forever, right? That so, is correct. That is correct. Yeah, you know, if you can, ta- you can take the vic- victory, take it. Don't ever, you know, again, you got to be realistic about it, but when, I, when the opportunity to win the league is there... It's not easy to win these leagues. There's a lot of teams, a lot of good players, and and it's not easy to rebuild, happen. Timmy. It it, oh. it takes longer than you think. Well, and again, it takes it takes longer for me and you to do it because every time we ask for a player, okay, everybody assumes we know something that we really don't in a lot of cases. Sometimes we do, but they take a look and say, "Ooh, Wilson wants." some you know prospect who's enable i can't trade it i can't trade that pros- prospect away to him because rich knows something right i i overpay <laughs> for everything uh, i so i gave I, away yeah. i gave away tanner bb i i i went to clay holmes i i trade yeah. away tanner bb and somebody else for clay holmes i overpaid for him and i'm like you know i need a closer and mm-hmm. look i'm i i'm just going to I'm going to overpay because I'm the commissioner. I have a mm-hmm. podcast, and I just I'm not going to mess yeah. around. Here's yeah. 25 cents more on the dollar than what the player is worth. I just I'd rather yeah. do that than nickel and dime guys. So, well, and if you nickel and dime them, you're not going to get what you want anyway. So yeah. you might as well, yeah, you, yeah, you sort of grin and bear it. But that's well, part, what I part found. of I will tell you to me is part of it I, as commissioner. I don't want to fleece somebody because I don't want no. that person to get pissed, quit the league, and then I got the terrible job of trying to find a replacement, which is probably the least fun of any task I have to do. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you there. I, I, want to keep, I want to keep everybody happy and running. Timmy, we've gone oh, 30 sure. minutes. Let's take a break. Let's get back and talk third base. <laughs> okay, sounds good. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Timmy, that was totally unscripted. Uh, I wasn't sure what we were going to talk about, but uh, the main topic of our of our fantasy podcast this week is third base. We've already done catcher. First base, second base, shortstop. We are going around the infield, and we wind up at third third base. Timmy, I asked you this question 
on every one of the positions. You've now drafted one league that you're playing out. You're in the middle of a dynasty league draft, so kind of a little bit uh, squishy. But what is your feeling on third base after researching it, after doing a couple of drafts? I know your title, you say there's some guys you got to get early on and then it gets a little barren. Is that what your feeling is? Or how would you suggest that people handle the draft this year with third base? Oh, I think when you look from Jose Ramirez down to Gunnar Henderson, okay, uh, there's some serious talent at third base. Okay, the elite group at third base is very elite. It really is. And then you've got a couple bats in Suarez, uh, Eugenio Suarez, and Matt Chapman, uh, uh, Jose Miranda uh, to some extent. But after that, you got more questions than you got answers. Mm-hmm. And it's, I find when I'm looking at third base, I want one of that top 10 group in all my leagues. I don't want to leave a draft. Uh, without one of those top players, I, I there's just too much of a fall off, too many too many questions, not enough answers, and once you get down after twenty, it it's really ugly. It really is. There's, you know, hey, and and again, you're you're looking at players like Brendan Donovan and Josh Rojas and Eduardo Escobar, Justin Turner. That's not. I think a recipe having them as your principal third base type. I don't think it's a recipe for success. I I look. I I did my NFBC draft and I felt the same way, Timmy. It was uh, I was trying to look here who I got as my third baseman. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I got Anthony Rendon, uh, okay. and I'm I you know I'm, I I I took a late late round gamble because mm-hmm. I went. I went Acuna, Lindor, Rosarina, and then a bun- bunch of pitchers, and all the third basemen were gone. Yeah, and Anthony Rendon could work out fine, or he could hit 10 home runs and drive in 40. There's, again, there's a lot of question marks. Same with, you know, Brandon Drury. Okay. Uh, Yandy Diaz in Tampa Bay. Eduardo Escobar, who might not even have the job for the full year. There's just a lot of unanswered questions and a lack of stability, as far as I'm concerned, from about 10 down. Uh, and as a result, uh, I'm going to be focused on, on getting one of those top 10. And if we take a look longer term, just trying to uh, pull forward to next year, it's a good chance that Witt Jr. is no longer third base eligible and a good chance that Gunnar Henderson will not Correct. be third base eligible. And then you look down, I mean, Jordan Walker's there, but he's, unless Nolan Arenado gets hurt, he's going to be an outfielder. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of depth coming in from the minor leagues. No, uh, you're looking at Brian, Brian, Brian Ramos, Brett Beatty, Curtis Mead. Yeah, but they're probably a year or so away from establishing themselves. So, But that's 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 <laughs> that's what you're looking at. Yeah, so it's it's not all that deep. I'm totally with Tim on on this. So, uh, Timmy, let's go to uh, let's go to the list here again. Fine job, okay. good work. The write ups were spot on. So uh, I, I really I really loved uh, your writing this week on that. Top five are Jose Ramirez, Bobby Witt Jr., Austin Riley, Manny Machado, and Rafael Devers. 
Uh, chalk on everything except uh, Austin Riley you like a little bit more. So he went up two slots, and consequently mm. Manny Machado and Rafael Devers went down. Why Why the big love for Austin Riley? Well, he broke out in 2021. He had 33 homers. Okay, last year he hit 38. Uh, so could he over, over under 40. Year? Yeah, so what, what's yeah, your... I, I'm going to go over. Well, yeah, I think he hit 40-plus home runs this year. I don't think that's a stretch when he hit 38 last year, right? I have to and tell you. That's, that's, where, that's where I give him a bit of an edge over Machado and Deep. But if you if you said to me, I think Manny Machado is the second best third baseman, third ahead of I, mean, I got no problems with that. Yeah. We're talking nickels and dimes, right? We're not talking quarters when you look at that top five. Yeah, Rafael Devers, too. I mean, that, that guy's a hitting machine with power. Yeah. Uh, Austin Riley has swung and missed on from a prospect standpoint. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, when he came up, first of all, when he came up to the big leagues, he wasn't, he didn't have very good, had an opening, really good uh, debut, and then things dropped off significantly because he couldn't hit. I mean, it was huge swing and a miss. The fact that he's been able to fix that is why he is a very, very wealthy man and one of the best players in baseball. So kudos to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when I look at Devers, the other reason I think I'm I'm, I'm a little bit down on De- I I don't think he has a supporting cast that uh, fair. three of the other four have. You know, I hey, but I I think Raphael Devers is is a fine third baseman. I think you're looking at probably a 3100 season, but there could be so much more as that cast develops around him. Witt Jr., give me his stat line, uh, batting average, on-base percentage as well, home runs and stolen bases. Uh, 255 batting average. Mm-hmm. Uh, 27 home runs. 35 stolen bases. Oh, my word. Really? Wow. I think if he can bring the batting average just up a notch, I think he's... He's heading in the direction of being a top five pick next year in redraft leagues. Well, I mean, if he steals 35 bases with 27, he might be a top five pick with a 255 <laughs> batting average. <laughs> with a 220 batting average. Yeah, I mean, might. that's yeah, – yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think it's going to be 220, but, yeah. I, it was a little dis- – he, he had a better approach in the minor leagues. I'm not sure what happened there. So, uh, uh, it, may, it could be just youth, Tim. Yeah, I, you know – when you got a rookie rookie campaign where you hit twenty homers and stole thirty bases, that's pretty fair, isn't it? Yeah, I mean yeah, Jose, I, Jose Ramirez. <laughs> the only thing that does bother me a little bit is mm-hmm. he'll go periods of time, call it months sometimes, where something's not right. It just seems like he gets out of sync. And when he does, at least the speed is still there. But he can really struggle for power and batting average at long stretches. Um, but that, yeah. I mean, that's the only knock I can find against. Otherwise, it's just money. Well, you know, he's gone twenty twenty the last four full seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are you going to bet, bet against that not happening again this year? Absolutely no, think- not. But if you're playing a head-to-head yeah. league... I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's been lots of stolen bases through a period yeah. of two months, and not much power, not much batting mm-hmm. average, and then it's it, everything starts to click together, and, yeah. and then it's you know. So that's my only. I mean, I'm trying to something to talk <laughs> about. I mean, I'm just trying to find something. Yeah. Overall, he's good. <laughs> the numbers will be there at the end of the year. 
uh, coming and in. I agree with you. You might you might have some ups and downs during the year, but not enough to worry about. It, it's hard to disagree with the top five, and quite frankly, it's hard to disagree with the top six. I mean, Nolan Arenada is he yes. might be as much money as any of these guys because he has done it year over year, Tim, and it's he mm-hmm. comes in at number six. Yeah, and does he get the respect he deserves? Yeah, I I think I think if, if anything, Marinado's undervalued. Yeah, I thought he'd drop off a little bit more than he has after moving out of Colorado. Okay. But clearly, this is a an elite player that's borderline Hall of Fame guy. Well, yeah, you you know you look at his his first two seasons in St. Louis. Okay, in twenty twenty one, thirty four homers, one hundred and five RBIs. Okay. Uh, the OBP was down a little bit, 312, bad average, 255. Last year, the average was back up at 293. The OBP was 358. He hit 30 homers and drove in 103 runs. That's good numbers, real yeah. good numbers. Yeah, yeah. So it's a no good thing Colorado, Colorado paid him, paid the cards 50 million to take them off that's, their hands. Eh? That's, a, that's so bad. <laughs> oh, People oh, should be fired because of that. Uh, number yes. six is Olin Aronada. Seven, Alex Bregman. Number eight, Gunnar Henderson. Number 10, yep. Eugenio Suarez. And number, excuse me, number nine, Eugenio Suarez. Number 10, Matt mm-hmm. Chapman. I, I highlight Gunnar Henderson, Tim. Mm-hmm. He's, he's chalk with uh, going number eight in your list. He's also, his ADP is going at number eight in the NFC. I highlight him because at first I'm thinking, should he, does he have a chance to go higher? And then I take a look at all the players in front of him. Is, uh-huh. I think he has a chance to hop over Alex Bregman, but can he hop yeah. over every, anybody else? Well, and you got to look at, you know, you look at Bregman, he had 23 homers, drove in 90, 93 runs last year. Yeah, he could hop over Bregman because there's going to be speed, something that Bregman doesn't bring to the table. But everybody over and above that, they're all 100 RBI guys. Three home run potential, right? That, that gets pretty tough. As good as Gunnar Henderson can be, uh, it's pretty tough, I think, right now to rank him higher than those guys. Let's let's say he does a 24 home runs, 19 stolen bases with a 275 batting average and a 340 on base percentage and starts to really put it together in the second half. Where does he wind up next year with that potential, that youth and the kind of the hope assuming he's still got third base eligibility? Uh, right behind Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah, he he. Yeah, yes. he could. Yeah, he could move. The stolen bases are the are the big difference maker. And when you look at if you know if you can potentially get twenty stolen bases out of Gunnar Henderson, yeah, that moves him. That moves him right up to the top of this list. I think you get fifteen at least. I, that's that's the the allure of Gunnar Henderson, just like with Bobby Witt Jr. last season, mm-hmm. particularly in early drafts. He could post a season like that where towards the end of the season, it's looking really good. Remember, he played a month in the big leagues last year, so you're talking a guy that did not look lost. In fact, played fairly well when he was with Baltimore last year. I I do like Gunnar Henderson in the eighth spot this year. You know, if Austin Riley hits 40 home runs and drives in 100, and Henderson hits 24 home runs with 20 stolen bases, who are you taking first? You're taking Gunnar Henderson. Well, sure you are, yeah. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah, it's he's he's got a chance. Gunnar Henderson has a chance, and I wouldn't want to put odds down, but he has a chance to be the best, second best, you know, top three at third base. I did not get him in the draft. I did, but I missed him by one or two slots. I was holding my breath that he would get to me. I thought he would, and he just did not. If I were to draft over again, I would have jumped on him around earlier because I wanted him on my team. Yeah, I went in this dynasty startup. I went with Carroll. And two picks later, later, Gunnar Henderson went off the board. And I asked the person who took him, because I was hoping to get Carroll and Henderson, okay? Mm-hmm. I asked the person who took him, he said, when you pick Carroll, I realized at that point in time, if I wanted Gunnar Henderson, it was now or never. Yeah. And that's that's how it unfolded. I would have taken Gunnar Henderson. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I'm a speed whore. You know that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I just think yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Gunnar Henderson, uh, uh, Matt Chapman, you like a little bit more than the NFPC. You got him at uh, two slots higher. Any Anything you want to comment on that? Well, not really. I think Suarez and Chapman are basically the same player. Suarez will have a few more home runs than Chapman will. But I think what you're looking at out of both players is that Suarez will be 30, 35 home runs. Chapman will be 25 to 30, but I think they're fairly safe plays. And they'll both hit 75 to 80, you know, drive in 75, 85 runs and come at you with a 230, 240 batting average, somewhere in that range. But I still like them in my top 10 because I think they're relatively safe picks. And after, after these two come off the board, the word safe cannot be really used looking at the rest of the third base category. Yeah, let's talk... Finally, about uh, Alex Bregman. I get it in on-base percentage leagues. He is a huge asset in on-base percentage. But, Timmy, he is not the same guy that he was a couple of years ago. No, he's not. But 23 home runs, 93 RBIs, that's still solid. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it's, you know, he's not 2018, 2019 good, but he's still plenty fine as far as I'm concerned, to be a top 10 third baseman right now. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because uh, yeah, if you look down below that, it's, 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 it gets tough. And, Timmy, let's take a break, get back, and let's, let's look down below that because that's where it gets interesting. Yes, it does. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I found myself exactly in this spot. I really wanted Gunnar Henderson. I missed him by one or two slots. And then it's like, what do I do? And that's where five or six rounds later, I took Anthony Rendon, maybe even lower just because I wasn't interested in the other guys, and let's get through to them. I, at number 11, you got Jose Miranda. Number 12, you got Josh, uh, Josh Young. Number 13, Max Muncy. Number 14, K. Brian Hayes, who's been a huge disappointment for me. Alex Bohm at 15. Ryan McMahon at 16. 17, Anthony Rendon. 18, Brandon Drury. And 19, Wilmer Flores. And finally, at number 20 is Yandy Diaz. 
Tell me what kind of player you think Jose Miranda can be this season. Ah, I kind of think he can hit 25 homers, potentially drive in 90 runs. I don't think he's going to stick at third base. I think eventually they'll move him over to first base. But Correct. Uh, I, I, I think he's, I think he's going to be a good, solid player. That being said, he's never done it before, has he? Nope. I agree. I, I think he can be as good as Matt Chapman, Eugenio Suarez. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But that's that's kind of the range he's in, I think. Well, yeah, and you know. When I start looking, okay, at right now, Suarez, Chapman, and Miranda are all in the same range. I rank Suarez and Chapman higher because I think you can count on them. There's a degree of uh, doubt as to what, you know, Chapman, sorry, not Chapman, Miranda's never done it before. I think he can do it, but until he does, I'm going to go with the safer bet when I'm looking at roughly round 10 uh, in the third base group. Josh Young comes next, Timmy. This is a kid that uh, has been hurt a lot. He's got good power. He's not a slugger. He can hit. There's no speed. That's the, who the player is. So it feels like a 10 to 15 type of player probably feels about right. Yeah, I I like the upside potential. I like him a lot better than the NFBC folks. But, again, well, he's got to stay healthy. And if he does stay healthy, I I think he's going to be an emerging star. Not superstar, but I think he'll be a good, solid third base type. I think he'll be a good, solid third base. I do not believe he will be a star. Why do you think he'll be a star? Uh, Because when I look at third base, is a top 10 third baseman a star? No. Matt Chapman is not a star. Okay, well, what if we went down after Josh Alex Young Bregman is a star. Mm-hmm. What if we went down and Josh Young is sitting right behind uh, Alex Bregman next year? I, I Or somewhere in that range. Quite frankly, he, the, the year that Alex Bregman put together, 23 home runs, 93 RBIs, I don't think there'll be quite as many RBIs with Josh Young just because of where he's going to bat, but I think he could do 23 home runs and with a similar batting average, maybe a little lighter. on. I think he could be that player for sure. Yeah, so he's he's closing in on the star status. And, and if you look at third base – He's a star at that position relative to our game. How's that? So I think Alex Bregman is a star. He's paid like a star. I'm not sure. He was a star two years ago when he was popping 40 home runs. I don't think he's a star anymore. I think he's a very, very good player, and that's part of the problem. Uh, At third base and in the fantasy game, yeah, he's a good player, but I mean, I think Witt Jr., Machado, Devers, those guys are stars. Those guys are big power, big batting average guys that can do 100 plus RBIs and runs. I just don't see that anymore from uh, Alex Bregman, and I don't see that ever with Josh Young. Hmm. Okay. I'm I'm obviously more bullish, right? Yeah, he's not a big dude. Yeah, so I, I don't think there's, I don't Show me something in the minor. I'd like to know why you think he's going to be a star. I mean, like, what has he done in the minor leagues? What what has he done that would that would indicate that he's got star potential? Star potential. Let's just take a look. Well, for for starters, every, everything in the minors has to be taken with a grain of salt because 
there are limitations. Mm-hmm. But when I when I look at say from really it's twenty one total, uh, his OBP was three ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty twenty two, the OBP dipped a bit, mm-hmm. but. I think what we're looking at is a 360-plus OBP player that has the potential to hit 25 home runs, drive in 85 to 90, and score a few runs. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, puts them puts them into the start category. Okay. Well, I'm taking the under there. I just don't think there's that level of power. I think he's going to hit. I don't think there's that level of power. He's not a big guy, not a lot of loft in a swing. You should go check out his launch angle out on uh, – on uh, baseball savant and stuff like that, okay. and his hard hit rates and all of that. I just don't think I don't think it's there. But that's just me. It's not like don't yeah. like the player. He's a top one hundred guy for me. I, I I I like the player. I right. I see him more in the current Alex Bregman kind of model, which is twenty right. to twenty five home runs, good batting average, good on base percentage, but mm-hmm. not in that next level up getting into the Devers, Arenado, Machado, but that's just me. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if he'll ever get to that level, yeah. but I think he's got top 10 potential. Okay, all right. I see more uh, more uh, 10 to 15. Uh, Max okay. Muncy, I, I, I applaud you for dropping him down a little bit, Tim. Uh, you say 35, 35, 36, 21. Uh, I mean, maybe he comes back and is healthy and kind of starts to be a power guy again, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I have I just have some concerns around around Muncie after after that year he had last year. Hey, we'll find out fairly soon if it's a blip on the radar last year or it's a new norm. And I'm just not willing to invest in Max Muncie. Yeah, how old is he now? That's right. He's not young. He is not no. young. He started he got late. He got off to a late start. Yeah, late start. That's right. And yeah, so I'm just being cautious with Max Muncie. Key Brian Hayes, I've been just extremely disappointed in his career to date. A good defender. I thought he'd hit more. I don't get it, Timmy. I don't know if it's just the Pirates have gotten him to try to be more of a contact hitter. He's rolling over on balls. You can see it. Mm -hmm. And baseball savant, boy, he could could use for a new organization. He's not going to get it, but he could use a new organization. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the 20 stolen bases were impressive. You got to love that. But in 505 at bats, he hit seven home runs last year. I know. That's that's it, not good. It's shocking. That's I I I, yeah. I don't understand. That kid has got more pop than that. It doesn't make any sense. And again, you look at the yeah. his date, and you can see he's hitting the ball on the ground. They got to get a swing right, and it's just not right. And I, do you trust the Pirates to fix it? No, I don't either. No. Alex Bohm, I don't know. Yeah, I I just don't know. I think the RBI opportunities are going to be there, but thirteen home runs out of your corner infielder—that's a little on the light side, isn't it? Yeah, that's guys. This is what you get when you. Tim is right when you, and if you play in a fifteen-team league, if you get eleven through fifteen, this is this is who you're choosing from. That's why when Anthony Rendon, at least if he stays healthy, I think there's upside. Ryan McCann yep. is another guy who's who's fine, Timmy. He's okay. Uh-huh. 16, yeah. 15, 16, 18 home runs, something like that. You think it should be more because he plays half his games in Colorado, but it just hasn't been to date. 
Well, no, I I concluded my narrative by saying we were hoping for so much more. I think it'll be good if Chris Bryant is back this year and healthy. That will give him opportunities he didn't have last year. But again, I just there were I wanted more, and we haven't seen it yet. So how do you bet on it? You don't. Yeah. Yeah, you just don't. Because he's look, I have him in a dynasty league, and it's like he's not bad enough to bench. Uh, right. <laughs> there's so many needs I have in other areas that I haven't felt the need to go out and improve it, but it's it's disappointing. I mean, I look at it week after week, and it's like I wish I had more, and it's it's just tough to get that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I get it. I totally agree. Wilmer Flores, Timmy, tell us again. Your why is he jumped up? He's at 19. He's being drafted as the 30th third baseman off the board. And I'd listen to you. I, I have him in my NFBC team as well. Uh, why did I get him again? I forgot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's never good, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's not. What did you say again? <laughs> uh, I just think there's an opportunity for full-time at-bats at third base. Okay, he's been bumped around as a basically as a super sub for the past few years. But I, I think he's going to own the third base job. And when I when I look at Flores, he just came one homer shy, okay, of the twenty home run mark last year. I I feel comfortable with Wilmer Flores at you know twenty home runs, eighty RBIs, and I think he's very undervalued right now. I, I again, you know, do do I want you know Josh Rojas with the speed or Eduardo Escobar who's proving you know what I mean? Is Escobar even a 20-home run bat? Justin Turner, is he a 20-home run bat? I'll, I'll take what I perceive to be safe power at a Wilmer Flores plus the roster flexibility, and I think he's a good pick in the 19-23-24 range. I agreed with you, Timmy, and I, I took a gamble on him. So 21 through 30, Hassan Kim. Uh, if, if I won't play the 0.0. I've never been a big fan, Thank but you. I am this year – it's the right spot for him. I agree with your assessment three earlier than he's going to the NPC. Jordan Walker, 23, Josh Rojas, Brendan Donovan, Eduardo Escobar, 26, Justin Turner, Luis Rahifo, 28 at Ramon Urias, 29, Yohan Makata, and 30th, Hunter Dozier. What do you think about Hassan Kim this year, Tim? Uh, after what we saw last year, uh, and the fact that Tatis Jr. is going to be playing in the outfield, it looks like. I, I think we're looking at a 15-15 type player with a decent batting average. Mm-hmm. And he's their leadoff bat, so he's going to score uh, He's going to score 90-plus runs in that lineup. Mm-hmm. Look who's hitting behind him. You know, If he can find a way to get on base, which he demonstrated he could last year, he's going to score a pile of runs. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. I can't. I I think you're right on this one. And he's no right, zero point zero. Oh, he is absolutely day. right to be a well. He probably he's probably at uh, middle infielder as well. So for a middle infielder, corner infielder, I think it's the right move because again, batting leadoff. He was never getting consistent playing time the last two years. This year he will be. He's a good defender. It's the right play. So I, I'm right there with you on on it this year. Um, any more comments about Jordan Walker? Uh, no. The big question that is still to be answered is when do we see 
Jordan Walker. Okay, I could see. I just don't think the odds are good that we see him right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've tempered down my my expectations a little bit in, on Jordan Walker, and the NFBC, NFBC folks agree with me. I, Jordan Walker could be if he breaks camp with the team. He, oh yeah, he's, yeah, he could be a top ten third baseman, couldn't he? He's still twenty. He'll be twenty one. He's a kid. He's a baby. You know, he, 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 he is. That's why I think he's only going to get half a season in this year. Yeah, and he's. Uh, I think we talked about this. I mean, it's he's yeah. still new to outfield. He played there in the fall league, looked okay. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, I, I think they want to see him seasoned for a little bit longer before he before he gets in yeah. there. But I think this and I guy. Agree. Once he, if you saw him in the futures game, he was wired up in the futures game. If you've seen him carry himself on the field, this is a guy that's the alpha male out there. This is a kid that's once he's up. He's going to get. He's going to be very good. He's going to be very good for a long time. This is a guy that uh, I think has. He has star potential, Timmy. He's got the makeup and everything that you want uh, there. It's just. It's just going to take some time. Well, and you know what? Uh, he's the type of player that you're going to spend four or five hundred of your fab dollars on if yeah. he isn't rostered. If yeah. he isn't rostered, when he gets the call, uh, yeah, he'll be rostered every deeper league, though. Yeah. In all the deeper leagues, yeah, maybe ten, twelve team leagues, he won't be. Yeah, he's the type of guy you'll spend five hundred bucks on and not even blink. Is Brendan Donovan really a guy that's going to be a full time regular once everybody is up playing in St. Louis? I think he could be. You know, you you take it the take a look at the makeup. Well, again, I, I'm I'm looking at Mason Wynn as being a year or two away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's not even in. He's not even in the discussion right now. Okay. Well, Brennan Donovan's where is he going to play? Second base. Second base. He's penciled in at second base. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. When is when's going to be your shortstop? That guy's got the ridiculous arm and really good defensively. So. Yeah, I I think he's got himself regular every day at bats at second base, and I I sort of like Brendan Donovan. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if I'm totally totally bought in. Part of it is just these guys, these college kids that came up. And, again, the St. Louis Cardinals have done a good job at drafting college kids that can hit, and then they come up and they perform better than anybody thought they were. So kudos to the organization for doing that. But it's just totally not totally bought in on it yet. So Yeah, and I can understand. The other thing that he does bring to the table for you is especially if you're only if you're only using fifteen game eligibility from the prior year, he's eligible at first, second, third and the outfield. On twenty games he's eligible at second, third and the outfield. That comes in awful hand handy as an injury replacement, doesn't it? Totally agree. Absolutely, 100% agree with you. Yo, Mikata, Timmy, is just an afterthought now, isn't he? Yes, he is. Uh, he, you know, he had that one that one year in 2019. But other than that, he hasn't improved. He hasn't up his, upped his game. Yo, Mikata is the same player he is now as when he was drafted. Is that fair? Yo, Mikata was crazy tools coming up. The speed went away. Yep. He never got any better because he still can't hit. He still chases yeah. too many pitches. Yeah, yeah. You look last year, you know, 32 walks, 114 strikeouts. He had the one year in 2019, but other than that, you know, six home runs and 200 at-bats, uh, which was a full season back in 2020. 
2021, he had 14 homers, 61, uh, 61 RBIs, mm-hmm. three stolen bases, two stolen bases last year to go along with a 273 OBP, 212 that's, batting average. That's 273 yeah. is awful. They get, yeah, they, 12, they get 12 home runs. Yeah, they get anybody in, there. No, there's just not. I mean, that's not a major leaguer, a 273 on-base percentage. That's not a major league yeah. baseball player. So Yeah. How many Agreed. stolen bases did he have on that season he came into the league? Uh, that year he came into the league, his best stolen base season was 12, caught six times, and that's back in his – that's in 2018. 2019 was his best season, 25 homers, 79 RBIs, 154 strikeouts, 10 stolen bases, his second best total in 2019. Yeah, so he, he showed all of his speed in, in the minor leagues, and once he got to the major leagues, just, yeah. uh, you know, it just didn't yeah. happen. So it's interesting. Uh, so you that... look at his batting average, Rich, and this is where it gets hilarious. In 2018, 235. 2019, 315. 2020, 225. Last year, 212. Yeah, look at the 315. There's got to be something there. Like, what was this Babbitt? And did you have that data? Yeah. No, I don't have the Babbitt data. No. Okay. Well, but see. that was, I, I think what happened is we saw a 17 home run season followed by a 25 home run season, which buoyed our hopes, right? 10 stolen bases, 12 stolen bases. And then it just all ended with a thud. In the three yeah. years since then, he has a total of 32 home runs. Yeah, these it's fascinating. Five stolen, five stolen bases. Like, that's, yeah, it's off a cliff. So here's the deal, everybody. This, when you read my stuff, guys in the minor league, go back and read my Yohan Mikata stuff. He's always been tooled up, Timmy. Speed, great bat speed, but chases too many pitches out of the zone. Usually stuff, people like that get figured out. And... Many times it doesn't happen his rookie year. Sometimes it might not happen to his third or fourth season. But usually the, the, you have to be really, really careful with guys like that. Yoel Mikata is a perfect example of a guy that he gets off the bus and you point to him and you go, that's the guy I want on my team, and he can't hit. <laughs> yeah, and at some point in time, he turns into Lewis Brinson playing in Japan, right? Exactly. And and, and guys like Alejandro yeah. come out of the bus and you go, I don't want him on my team. Forget about mm-hmm. it. And all of a sudden, that's the guy that can hit. You know, and it's like he's the guy that will have a 15-year major league career because he can hit. Yeah. Because he can hit, yes. Timmy, let's take a break, get back, and let's skip around the rest of your list. We're at the hour mark, so we're doing okay. Good, good, good. I have a huge man crush on number 37, Curtis Mead. He's at the mm-hmm. NFC. He has him at 52. You have him at 37. I yes, love, I do I, as well. I love your ranking at John Birdie. You don't get it. He's at going at 23rd in the NFC. You got him at 44. Well done there. Uh, let's... Well, what, what, happened, what happens if in, in his role as super sub whatever, like we've never seen numbers like that stolen base numbers and it all happened very very quickly i think it was june was his big month he could very easily be a 200 batting average 20 stolen base utility player i i'm not i'm not paying for that totally agree 
I think if what what will happen, Tim, because you know you've played enough of this to know, people will look at their stolen bases and go, "Oh, I'm light," and then they'll sort by stolen bases in the draft queue and see yeah. John Birdie and go, "I got to get John Birdie," and that's that will drive his ADP. And I, I guess what we're trying to tell you is, don't fall into that trap. No, stay away from that trap, big time. Uh, is my man crush on Curtis Mead, in your opinion? It, misplaced or do you like him as much as I do well I got him I've got him slotted 15 spots ahead of okay uh the NFPC uh no it's it's justifiable very justifiable and I I think Brett Beatty is the same situation you look at you look at what's happening with the Mets Eduardo Escobar all he has to do is stumble a little bit and you'll see Beatty and I think when you start looking at you know, at, at Tampa, Tampa Bay, you know, it, the opportunities will be there, and I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna see both those players this year, and I think they're gonna make waiver wire articles of mine. If you like Wander Franco, you have to like Curtis Mead. They're very similar players. DJ LeMahieu, Timmy, over mm-hmm. under five hundred at bats. Under. Four fifty. Under. Go in multiples of a hundred. <laughs> really? So it's I was going to say four, three fifty. Under. Wow. What's? Yeah. I, Between I mean... three hundred and three fifty. Hey, you know if they're going to bring those kids up at shortstop, okay? They got Gleyber Torres at second. Donaldson's kicking around. Like where? Where does DJ LeMay fit in? First base, unless Anthony Rizzo gets hurt. It's yes. Anthony Rizzo. He's a way better defender. So, yeah, you start looking at the, you know, again, if if they send both those kids back to the minors, their middle infielders, that might change the equation. But do I want DJ LeMahieu at this stage of his career? Not really. I think he had that outlier season his first year in mm-hmm. uh, New York yeah. where he hit all the, had all the power. This is a light-hitting Second baseman that's now trying to hang on as a utility guy. Good player, yeah. Timmy. He can hit. Yeah, but he is. Yeah, he there's can. There's not a lot but... of fantasy love there. So, well, and you know, you take a look at second base, and Glaber Torres, pretty fair player, really. Yep. Yeah, you know, twenty-four home runs last year, seventy-six RBIs, ten stolen bases, seventy-three runs scored. I I don't see him taking the job away from Torres unless Torres really stumbles. I agree. I, I I think his chances at first base with an Anthony Rizzo injury. I think that's that's his, and and I tell you, betting on that is always difficult. I I I, I mean, maybe Josh Donaldson. I, he's not very good. I know the Yankees have been trying to move him, but do you put DJ Lemayhu at third base and he's not a very good defender there, or do you put uh, Peraza at third base and get the better defender there with a guy with upside? I, I, the Yankees might go in that direction. Yeah, again, a lot of questions, but I don't think DJ LeMayhew in a 15-team mixed is going to fit in at a middle infield spot uh, or shortstop, second base, third base. I just don't think he's an everyday player anymore. I've given you a couple of guys, Timmy, my my love for Curtis. Pop around and tell me some guys that you're interested here in late-round gambles. In late round gambles, uh, it might be, and it probably is a year early, but uh, Brian Ramos in Chicago. 
Yeah, he's not even in the. Yeah. Uh, he's not even being drafted in NFC drafts. No, he's not. And who's the third baseman? Jan Mankata, right? Yeah, true. Is it possible? Is it possible we see Brian Ramos this year if he gets off to a hot start? Uh, maybe, or they move Romy Gonzalez over the third base. By the way, they're yeah, he's still penciled in, and the the White Sox are saying he's definitely competing for a job. So everybody, NFC draft and holds. I got him in the fortieth round. Yeah, do do not let him get past you. No, uh, somebody's going to play second base there, right? Yep. And Romy Gonzalez is good enough to play third base, too. So I, I agree with you. I mean, yeah. Rio Mikata is signed, so they are spending a little money. But the 273 on-base percentage with Tim said, that's not a Major League Baseball player. Yeah, and the other guy, the other guy to look for in Chicago uh, as well at that middle infield spot is uh, – what's not – oh, what's the kid's name? He's not showing up on their depth charts. Let me just take a look at second base here in Chicago. Uh, uh, lost, lost the name. All right, well, we'll come back to it. Oh, uh, Sosa. Oh, oh, Leon Sosa, yeah. Yeah, Leon yeah. Sosa, yeah. Le- yep, yep. So he played a little bit in the major leagues. He's the other guy that they are considering at second right. base. It's going to be Sosa and uh, and Romy. Gun- Romy. Uh, Romy uh, um Gonzalez, Gonzalez. yeah, lost his last name. Uh, uh, Lurie Garcia is not going to play there full time. Yeah, that's right. But Lurie Garcia will get 400 at bats somehow, some way. He always does. But uh, Romy Gonzalez is the guy that's got the fantasy-friendly skills. So I think that's who we're Mm -hmm. all rooting for to get it. Give me some other names, Tim. There's not a lot. It's kind of ugly. Yeah, one guy you can take off the list, okay, is Egei Rosario. Eggy Rosario? Eggie, yeah. Why? Uh, why? Uh, he is expected to miss multiple months after undergoing surgery to repair a broken a- ankle. Oh, really? Winter ball drills, yeah. Uh, it must be ankle surgery. That's a bummer. Yeah, he had, a, he had a big bummer. year for San Diego. San Diego sure Live. did. So that's why I've shifted him down. Oh, that's, so, my- that's, that's, that's really disappointing to hear. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, when you look at Detroit, somebody's somebody's going to play third base in Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. It's either going to be uh, Lipschitz or Creedler, one of the two. So in deeper leagues, there's you know both of those players hold some interest for Creedler's me. Creedler's okay. He played pretty well in the fall. Like, it's a, it's yeah. okay. Is he yeah. Duran is an interesting guy if he gets a chance to play. Yeah, if he gets a chance to play, I I agree. And yeah, if you're looking for something perfectly boring that will probably give you 15 to 20 home runs and 60, 70 RBIs. Yeah, you got Brian Anderson and Evan Longoria. Yeah, that is yeah. really that is really boring. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 oh, yeah. And Heimer Candelaria, who's got the job in Washington. I'm still not giving up yeah. on Isak Paredes. Uh, I know you got him not knocked down by seven. He's 38th on your list. I still think that guy's going to hit. I know he hit like 210 last year. I've seen him play live. This is a better hitter than that. And, look, he's probably a platoon guy, but not everybody can be a platoon. There's not enough roster spots to have everybody as a platoon guy. Yeah. So the the the, the uh, Rays definitely want to have full-time guys. I like the player, so I'm still hanging in hope uh-huh. that he's going to be something someday. 
Yeah, I, I like parades. I, I don't have any problems there except for the use Tampa Bay, right? Sure, I, I get I yeah, get the ranking. Totally yeah, get it. Yeah, it's hey, you, know, you look at if you want to look at a sleeper, a real sleeper pick. I got them fairly fairly high, but it, obviously some folks in the NFBC agree with me. Rodolfo Castro in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, yep, I, I I would agree with that. I think there's an opportunity there. I do yeah. like uh, Leovi Paguera uh, to eventually yep. get some playing time there. We saw him in a weekend series. Uh-huh. That's a really nice player. It is a shortstop, yeah. but that's that's taken at the moment. But yeah, uh, Castro's good, but I don't trust the Pirates, Demi. Well, how? Yeah, how can you? Yeah, it's, I can't yeah. with uh, I can't and see Exhibit A. Uh, Key Brian Hayes. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yep. Timmy, let's take another break. Get back. I got the hard questions for you. Looking forward to them. Which third baseman not in the top 10 has a chance to emerge their next season? Jordan Walker. He won't be third base eligible. Yes, that's right. Oh, Tim, bad Tim. Who's not there? Who will be there? I'm gonna. I have. I'm putting all my eggs in the Josh Young basket. Okay. Hey, uh, of all the guys here, Timmy, it's just not a lot of young players. So I. I no, there isn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, Jose yeah. Miranda, maybe. I mean, but he's at eleven, mm-hmm. so that's not much Itch. of a pop up, but. And Young's at twelve. I I don't see heading into next year. I I think we could we could take our top thirteen, okay, from Max Muncie up. And I think we could shuffle that top thirteen. But I think we could see that same top thirteen next year, in just maybe a modified order. If if Anthony Rodone plays one hundred and forty five games, he's going to be a top ten guy. I think with the production, he has a chance. The, the, the over-under, yeah, though, of 145 games is who knows. I mean, it's probably under. You have to say that. I'll, if, take, the under, I'll take the under if you want. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I yeah, look, I history say, says it's, it's, it's the under, Tim. Yeah, but I, I, I refuse to believe that his skills have eroded to the fact that he is outside of a starting third baseman if he plays. Yeah. That's a that's a tough thirty eight million a year, isn't it? It's it's it was it was a bad signing. It was a bad signing. So, yeah. uh, my guy, am I? Uh, so so, what's your uh, Josh Young is your guy? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Josh Young. Yeah, I'm gonna go way out on a limb and okay. say that Curtis Mead and May gets the call, mm-hmm. comes up and hits. With a little bit of pop, handful of stolen bases, and he gets a lot of momentum coming into next season. And if not top ten, he's top twelve, top fifteen. That's a good pick. I think you could do. So you could say the same thing with Brett Beatty. He gets the call because Edward or Escobar is ineffective, and he's a top fifteen third baseman next year. Yeah, both of those two players. I like the both of those players a lot. I uh, other than that, Tim. Yeah, it's. I, yeah. I just don't see it. It's it's a tough position. For this year and the next couple of years coming up, Brian Ramos could be top twenty. I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's got the skills to do that. So he's not a very well, good player. Might have well, the opportunity. It's not a 
Not a great He's... player, though. Mm, okay. No, fair enough. Uh, okay, who who drops out? Uh, nine and ten, Suarez or Chapman. I don't see anybody else dropping out of the top ten next year. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Well, I'm not yeah, the hugest I... fan of Alex Bregman in a batting average yeah. league. I can't see yeah. him dropping below 20 home runs or much below 20 home runs, and he's still going to hit with mm. great on. And he's still going to hit in the middle of the lineup. So yeah. it's yeah, hard it's to say, sp- yeah. A good spot in Houston, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gunnar Henderson, assuming he has third-base eligibility, is only going to go up. Uh, I can't imagine. I mean, I guess he could drop to him. He could be terrible, but I can't believe that. No, I can't. Even. I I'm sure not going to proclaim it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. So, Jose Miranda, yeah, he's a he's a he's an enigma. I don't. I, I want to see another year. I have a better. Obviously, we'll have a better feel after another right. year. I think there's something there. I've always liked the player, uh, but you're mm-hmm. right. He's not a third baseman, so he's probably eventually going to move to first. Well, and you take a look at the glut of talent the Twins have in their middle infield. Whatever, they're going to have to shuffle some people around, right? Yeah. And Miranda's going to be, I think, one of those people that's going to get shuffled a lot around to allow some of that young talent to get into the lineup, right? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the, the top is Ramirez, Austin Riley, Machado, Devers, Arenado, Bregman. And they're just, they're locked in. I can't imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, unless one of them gets hurt and we don't right. see him a lot in 2024. I can't believe any of those guys drop out. With Junior in... And Gunnar Henderson likely will drop out just because they won't be third base eligible. And Josh Young might fall up into the top ten just because there's nobody else there. So Well, and if Max Muncy hits 35 home runs, well, that moves him up, doesn't it? But if Key Brian Hayes, in theory, this list, he could be 10-11 at, yeah. with seven home runs. How's that excite you, Tim? Uh, he better steal 25 bases. <laughs> <laughs> right. it, it's a, it's a tough. All right. Give me a couple of sleepers officially here. Uh, officially. I think we've covered them all, but I have Beatty Mead. Those two I like a lot. Uh, as I go further down the list, there isn't a whole lot that. I just, that, again, another vote for Wilson, Isak Paredes. So yeah, Isak Paredes. Yeah. Eventually, I will stop bringing his name up in 2026. But until then, I've got my I've got my own yeah. zero point zero. So <laughs> yes, uh, uh, and uh, hey, who knows with uh, who knows with Paredes? But when you start looking at the younger talent, there isn't you know you know who could make a big move upwards. If we see a little bit more pop and a little bit more speed, and not not a lot, just a little, but Hassan Kim could make another step up this ladder. I was thinking that too. And more yeah. I think about it, Josh Young. I mean, just because there's not a lot of guys in front of him. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe my definition of star at third base is uh, too too high. <laughs> Well, all you have to do is look at who's sitting between 11, 11 and twenty, and there's there's not a lot of reason for excitement in that group. He should be able to jump over Jose Miranda, Matt Chapman, Eugenio Suarez. He should be able to jump over yeah. those guys. Yeah, I think he's got the potential to do. That's what and I was that, trying to say earlier on. That so. puts him at Ramirez, Riley, Machado, Devers four, Nolan Arenado five, Bregman six. Mm-hmm. He has a chance to be seven next year. Yeah. It's a soft seven. It's a soft seven, but 
Well, as well, long as long as it pays, I'll take a soft seven. <laughs> soft seven, yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, anybody that you are avoiding? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, when I basically, for the most part, everybody, unless unless uh, unless it becomes a real favorable draft situation, basically, I I want to get my third baseman from that that group of seven or eight at the top. After that, I will look at players like Wilmer Flores as a middle infielder, Hassan Kim. Uh, I'll take a late shot on Jordan Walker. Uh, mm-hmm. Donovan, Donovan is fine. Eduardo Escobar, I will not touch with a 10-foot pole. Justin Turner, make it a 20-foot pole. Uh, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, staying away. I'm staying away from all that. Young Mancata, I, I don't play in 40, 40 team mixed leagues. So, yeah, I, I, Hunter I, Dozier is another one. That's, yeah. These are all, yeah, the, the injury totally replacement, agree. injury replacement type players. Totally agree with you, Timmy. Let's take our final break. Get back. Uh, let's find out what the great Tim McLeod's having for dinner, and we'll get out of here. Fun show, Timmy. Lots of uh, debate. On particularly on Josh Young, the definition of star. What was it, Bill Clinton? Yes. The definition of is wasn't that the big thing? <laughs> that remember that back in the nineties, Monica Lewinsky. Uh, what is is what what it is yeah. means. So that's what I felt like we were debating what star. What's the definition of star? So yeah, all I know is all dressed up with no place to go. Yeah, that's true. Wow, well played there, Timmy. Uh, let's see. Where's my? Oh, where's my? There's my rim shot. Um, anyway, great stuff. Hopefully, our listeners got a lot out of it. Uh, again, to reiterate, Tim and I can confirm just drafting and one, well, two leagues now. Get your third base early. Don't sleep on it. Yeah, you don't. And you know, you you take a look at it right now, and the top six third basemen are all going with an ADP of thirty-seven or better two in the first round, three in the first round, two in the second, and one in the third. That's, yeah, it's top-heavy. And don't be afraid to don't be afraid to make a move there. And draft Gunnar Henderson with confidence, everybody. Guy's going to be a player. Yep, yep big time. Got to take the gamble that he's going to do it this year. Baltimore knows what they're doing. Uh, yep. Gunnar Henderson's a talent. Timmy, what are we having for dinner? Uh, it's leftover night tonight. Uh, I made my Polynesian medley casserole last night with little oh, meatballs. And, there you go. <coughs> excuse me. Some meatballs and some chicken and some Vienna Frankfurters and mixed it all up with mandarin oranges and a, and a nice sweet sauce and wow. made enough for two meals. And we're going to enjoy the second part as much as we enjoyed the first. That it sounds was, awesome, Timmy. Awesome, yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. We uh, last night we went out to uh, we have a uh, a uh, an aquarium slash I, I guess it's an aquarium it's a it's a little thing on the island and it's it's a nonprofit thing so we went down they had something called a soupathon which was a bunch oh. of people just came in and made soups and you okay. go and you taste the soup you vote for the best soup and 
you know, and it was just a way to hang out with people, eat soup mm-hmm. and drink and cool. things like that. So that's yeah. was last night. So Lori did not make dinner last night. So dinner is tonight. She's making something with shrimp, which I know will excite you. It's probably the barbecued shrimps would be my guess. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that that picture of your supper last night. I, I'm not sure what it was, but man, that looked good. When When, when was this? Uh, last week, you, last Sunday, I think you sent me pictures. It, they look, look sort of like, like sandwiches cooked in. Remember your frying pan that was like four feet across? Oh, across? that's right. That's right. Lori has <laughs> his frying pan, and Tim says, I got one of those. So I thought it was like a one of a kind, and you're telling me you've got one. It It's two or three feet across. It was ridiculous. It was chicken. Uh, she had oh, chicken oh, that was, so dr- good. Oh, was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was oh. very, very good. But she had chicken, and it had sliced potatoes underneath, and the potatoes were the. So that was what was underneath. Okay. That one was underneath, and it was uh, it, okay. the the dripping cool. from the chicken with mm. all the stuff mm. that she. The, it, it was all about the potatoes, in my well, opinion. So, and I looked at that. I looked at that, and I said, "There's got to be butter in there somewhere." And so there was, I love I'm it. sure there was lots of butter, but uh, <laughs> but anyway. So I think it's barbecue shrimp. Timmy, we are breaking, and then you and I take a quick break, and then we're going to try to yeah. finish up our prospect uh, podcast that we started on Thursday and we're going to be doing the Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners. Two great organizations that I know we're going to have some fun with. Timmy, talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.